Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. So that's where it gets tricky. You have to have someone from the Habs. So it's either Price or... Well, or as you said, Gallagher, right? unless there's a defenseman so, that's having a good season on the team. <laughs> there isn't. So then... What, are you going to put Joe Morrow? I hope not. The Skip and Josh podcast is on now. Hello. Skippy. Hey, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. It's early. It's not that early, but I'm tired. Yeah, me too. I've been <laughs> under the weather and like apologizing in advance to the listeners and my voice is like shaky and like I lost my voice a few days ago, so it's just coming back. So. Did you go away again? Yeah. <laughs> did. You go away every week. You're never in town. I was in New York uh Tuesday, Wednesday this week. I had such a n- miserable travel experience. I'm sorry to anyway, hear that. Yeah, we won't get into that. Well, there was like, you know, a centimeter of snow in New York. So basically every flight was delayed. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So my flight coming home was delayed by like uh, over two hours. Uh, wasn't wasn't fun. That's not fun. And that's when I really was felt that I was getting sick. You know, you know when like you feel like you're getting sick, and I'm yeah. just sitting in the airport waiting to get on the plane. Couldn't a lot of notice. germs in the airport. A lot of germs oh. on airplanes. There is, and if anybody would know that, it would be you, right? Yes, it would be yeah. me. I would it know would about it. <laughs> so we did say that we were gonna do listener mail mm-hmm. every week. We're the only show presently in production that cares enough about you, the North American home viewer, to answer our viewer mail on the air. After last week's episode, I was expecting an email. I was expecting an email from Gary Bettman or Bill Daly or some kind of NHL lawyer. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Pointing out that we called the NHL All-Star Game the all-star game instead of nhl all-star i'm the one who who pointed this out to you well last year yeah yes yeah and and as i was editing last week's episode i was thinking thinking to myself man we keep calling it the all-star game the like <laughs> we already know that they call it all-star but just goes to show how stupid that name is right like no one calls it that everyone calls it the all-star game mm-hmm. but then sure enough on tv and stuff when i was watching sports this week i saw the logo all-star it's clear as day all-star all-star 2018 it's there right yeah so we while we did not get a le- uh, an, e- uh, an email from gary bettman we did get um an email from jamie from Cote saint luke here in montreal mm-hmm who pointed out exactly that, that uh, we call the, the, we are grammatically incorrect when we're referring to the NHL uh, All-Star Game. So from now on, we are going to make an effort to call it All-Star 2018. No, I can't do that. I am going to say game all the time. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to eliminate that word because it's not grammatically correct. I don't care what the NHL says. It really is the silliest thing in the world that they name it this. And the NBA has the same thing, right? I saw I, the logo. Yeah. All-Star. All-Star 2018. Like, guys, come on. Everyone calls it the All-Star game. We know what it's called. Like, why are you making up new words? You know? I just sent you I just sent you an image um, to your phone that you could uh, post on our site that demonstrates 
the incorrectness that people are using. Right. So that that's our uh, listener mail for the week. Okay. So the big news this week, of course. Yeah. And I'm sure you heard this. Mm. This, I actually, I found this out on Monday. I, I put it at the top of my list of things I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then the story gained steam throughout the week. Oh. Until like it was big news by Friday. And it's not what you think. <laughs> it really is. It no, really no, it's isn't. not what you think. So I didn't know this, but like months ago, Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn broke up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I did know this, yeah. And so now apparently he's dating Danica Patrick. This is huge news, right? They're they're like the number one power couple now. Who's but, a bigger power couple? But if you're asking me, if you're asking me, he's downgraded. A hundred. I look what I wrote. Look what I <laughs> can you see my can you see my phone? To me, he has downgraded. A hundred percent, he's downgraded. Olivia Munn to Danica Patrick. Yeah, no, that's not a... That's a downgrade. 100%. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is like, you know, there's Tom Brady, there's Derek Jeter, and then there's like Aaron Rodgers. Who else is there? You should be able to get any girl you want. What's with Danica Patrick? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he likes the extreme sports aspect of the whole thing. Extreme. She's a, risk, she's a race she's a car risk, driver. She's that's, a risk taker. Okay, you know? whatever. Yeah. So that's your big story of the week, Danica that's, Patrick. That's, that's huge. We should have started the show with that. That should have been our top story. <laughs> Not oh this viewer God. mail from Jamie and Coach St. Luke. Do you want to... There's two things that I really wanted to talk about. Well, obviously, the NFL, I think, is, like, dominating the sports scene, as mm-hmm. it should this time of year, <clears throat> right? I mean, as it should. Being I mean, it's the playoffs, and we have the championship games, the conference championship games going on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, do you... <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that ridiculous play by Marcus Williams of the Saints? So it's rare. It's rare these days that I watch sports and like that I'm impressed or amazed by anything because I've seen pretty much everything at this point in my life. Yeah. But I was literally watching that game live and I literally said out loud at the top of my lungs three times, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like I could not believe what was happening. I had the opposite reaction in that because I don't care about either team, I have no rooting interest for either team at all. Um, I watched the play and I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I said it to myself, like, oh, my God, you know, obviously it's, it's pretty crazy what happened. But like I didn't jump up and down. I wasn't like freaking out. And Matthew was sitting next to me on the couch. I'm like, what's going on? What just happened? And his mouth was like wide open. He was like, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, do you know any hardcore Saints fans or? Um, I think friend of the show, Neil, used to be a big Saints fan. I don't know if he yeah. still is because now I think he's a Patriots fan. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any huge Saints fans. I mean, I know Matt. But I know, I know, friends. I know a hardcore Vikings fan. Oh yeah, we know a hard, hardcore Vikings family. No, aren't isn't the yes. whole family a Vikings fan? Yes, the the, the chain uh, crew there. Yes, all of them. Yeah. So I mean, they're 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 obviously very happy. But like, God, if you're a Saints fan, it's like. You, you must have been walking around this whole week kind of in a fog, you know, in, in, in a way like, how the hell did we lose that game? You know, like, it's still like the wrong team's in the championship game now. The Saints should be in the championship well, game Well, Minnesota led the game most of the game. No, yes, The Saints true. only led for like two minutes. Yeah, well, the, the lead changed three times there in the last two minutes, right? Right. I don't know that the wrong team is there, and I don't know that it even makes a difference. Like, oh. look, they won the game. They won the game. Yeah. That that was the most bonehead play by, was it Marcus Williams? Is that his yeah. name? So, look, Marcus Williams is a rookie. 
right? I didn't know about him really before the game. I knew about him because he had an interception in that game. And I was like, oh, good. This guy's like rookie, gets a pick, right? Good for him. I watched the play about 50 times from all the different angles that they've shown us, right? And I still don't know what he was trying to do. It makes no sense. He's literally diving at the air. Like he's diving. He's going for like a diving tackle. But he... He actually don't... he actually ducks. Like if he just sta- he ducks, stands upright, yeah. then then uh, Diggs's legs would have hit him in the head or something. Yeah, and that would have slowed down Diggs, or maybe even brought him down. But because he ducks, Diggs doesn't even touch him. Right. And in the process, I... he actually knocked down his own teammate. <laughs> he knocked down the other guy, right? Like when I watch it, the only explanation I could have. Like, right after the game, there was like, oh, he 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 was going to tackle him, but he was worried about a pass interference call, so he held up. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think he was going for, like, the the diving tackle, so to speak, you know? And Diggs jumped up in the air to make the catch. And in the course of that, like, he just missed. And then the next thing you know, Diggs comes down with the ball, and that's it. Now, the, great, the best thing about that whole play is... Stefan Diggs is still celebrating in the end zone right now. Yes, he is. He's he's going to be late for the game tomorrow because he's still <laughs> celebrating in the in the end zone well, right he's now. He's in Minnesota and the game's in Philadelphia. Well, so. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. He's he's still there celebrating, celebrating in Minnesota. He's going to get the latest flight possible to get to Philadelphia. He's posing is what he's doing. Unreal. Like the celebration was was intense. So as it sh- as it should be. Like don't get me wrong. A few know? things. A few things. I was trying to understand what Marcus Williams was doing. Like let's say it's the third quarter and not the fourth quarter. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's not the end of the game, and let's say the Saints are behind. Let's just say, and so let's say Marcus Williams is trying to be a hero. He wants to intercept the pass and take it back for a pick six. Right. Let's say that's what's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. But even if that was the case, then he would have had to jump up to get the ball, yeah, not yeah. duck underneath. Yeah. So so even if that was the case, it still doesn't make sense to me what no, he was no, doing. No. He definitely wasn't making a play on the ball. So if he's not making a play on the ball, then he's making a play on the player, right? You either go for the ball or you go for the tackle. So he's obviously going for the tackle, but that's like... He missed him by five feet. All like, you have to do is just stand there, wait till he catches the ball, wait till he lands, him. and yeah. tackle him. Now, the worst case scenario, if he tackles him, the worst case scenario. What's the worst for, case for him scenario? for for the Vikings is he tackles him, and he goes out of bounds in the tackle, like he's able to get out of bounds. Okay, like, fine, right? But that's better than what happened, right? That's the worst case scenario. Because that's still is a long field goal. Fifty yard field goal is like the worst case scenario for the. For the Saints, right? right? And the best case scenario is you tackle him and bounce. Game's over, right? So, right. God, just, you know, if you're a Saints fan out there, I feel for you because that's a really, really lousy way to lose a game. It's when you lose a game and you're basically in shock, right? Like, you're in shock. <laughs> it's it's that's, that's tough, right? That's really tough. I have a few other things I want to mention about that game. Oh, God, yeah. Before we go on to other things. First of all, did you see in the first half when the Vikings scored a touchdown and they did that celebration where they're all like statues? Yeah. Is that like sort of mimicking video games? Because that's what they look like on video games. Like they they sort of look like this. I don't know if that's what it is. I think there there was at one point last year this kind of freeze game going on where like I saw it in soccer. The guys would freeze. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. Because when I saw it, I'm like, oh, this looks like a video game. Because the <laughs> okay. way he was standing, it looked like a video game. 
Right. Maybe. We have to look that up. I don't know. Did you get an explanation on no, it? Or no, I really? didn't. No, no. Our research team has been slow this week. Right. The other thing, not necessarily about that game, but have you heard all the like negative stuff Mike Zimmer has said about Case Keenum all season long? His it's own mental. quarterback? It's mental. Honestly. How do you say that about your own quarterback? He has, he's been quiet the last few weeks, though. Fine, right? but during right. the season, he's like, this guy has a horseshoe up as you-know-what. Yeah. Like, how, how do Look, you say that? I like Mike Zimmer as a coach. I think he's a very good coach. Clearly, he's getting results because the Vikings were a very unheralded team at the start of the year. You know, they lost their first-string quarterback, their second-string quarterback. They're onto their third-string quarterback, and and um, and they they were one of the best teams in the league. So, obviously, he's doing something, but he's an idiot. Like, he's an he's an right like he he's not a he he's a jerk right i mean mean, how how does like no one call him out on this you know if case keenum at any point in the season in the last let's say the last uh, two months eight weeks right if he would have thrown two interceptions in any game they would he would have replaced him he was waiting you know i know it's like a cliche he's waiting for the other shoe to drop he's waiting for an excuse to, to replace him and you have to give case keenum a lot of credit because he never gave him the excuse he never gave him the reason to bench him i mean i understand how these two people are in the same locker room i don't know how they're on the same plane on flights to road games i don't i don't get it like in, in meetings how do they look at each other i don't get he it probably he probably hardly has any i think we underestimate how much interaction the head coach has with some of the players you know keenum's probably in most of the meetings with the quarterback coaches and the offensive coordinator you know like so I don't know, but it is a really, really weird situation. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of weird situations, mm. did you see Tom Brady's press conference yesterday? I saw it, but I didn't hear it. It's the best thing I ever saw. Like they it showed it. Like they showed it on PTI, but without the uh, audio. He he took a page right out of Belichick's book, and the thing is, the Patriots are so so like devious, right? Mm-hmm. That you don't know half the stuff that they do. Is it legit? Are they playing mind games? Like what's going on here? We're playing those mind games together. Is it what's the motivation behind it? You know, so Brady shows up with like a, a hat on, like a winter hat, you know, and uh, and gloves. Red gloves. They're like, not winter gloves. They're like uh, mm-hmm. Under Armour gloves, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, what receivers yeah. would wear. And everybody knows that he didn't practice this week because he had a hand injury. Apparently, he hit his finger on a helmet of one of the players. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumors that he had like stitches on his hand, like a Kurt Schilling situation, you know, like uh, the red, the bloody sock, you know. Mm-hmm. So he gets up there and he comes up to the press conference. Like, so if you're Tom Brady and you have an injured hand, First of all, I didn't see, like, the other quarterbacks doing press conferences this week. Maybe I missed it. But, you know, I didn't see Nick Foles doing a press conference. And I didn't see Blake Bortles doing a press conference. Mm-hmm. Or Case Keenum. I'm sure they all did. Yeah. Maybe. So Brady comes out there and he's like, I'm not going to answer any questions about my hand. Okay. So then you might as well just go back to the locker room well, because they, no one wants to talk to you. That's why those press conferences are all a waste of time. No one ever answers anything important. Right, so the thing is, the, the the press are not stupid. They're there to do their job. So even when you say he's not gonna, you're not gonna ask questions about the hand. They're still gonna ask the questions. So they're like, "Are you playing this week?" And he's like, "Well, yeah." Well, did you see when they asked Belichick, "Is Brady playing this week?" <laughs> they asked Belichick was the best. They asked Belichick, "Is Brady playing this week?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Well, we sent an injury report yesterday." 
Like, that's it. You already know. It says probable, questionable, like whatever There's it is, no right? There's no point in asking any of those guys questions. There's no point. So they, 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 they ask him like five questions. He do- Brady dodges all of them. And then at the end, there's a female reporter that asks, like, I see you're wearing gloves today. Like, why are you wearing gloves? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I've worn gloves. I've worn these before. Like, no, you haven't. <laughs> like, you clearly have not come to a press conference with these bright red Under Armour gloves on. There's no way you've done that, you know? <laughs> so, like, it was just the whole thing is, the whole thing reeks of patriots. Like, this is what they do. You know, right? there's you've heard the, the theory that he's not injured at all, and this is just to screw with the Jaguars, and now they have to prepare for Hoyer also. Yeah, and, and preparing like for Hoyer. And, and he's going to start, and he's going to throw for 700 yards and throw 15 touchdowns. Look, if Brady throws for like five touchdowns, it's not going to surprise me at all. No, that's it what, shouldn't. That's what it Brady does, right? It shouldn't surprise anybody. Yeah. So do you want to just do like little predictions for the games or... No, actually, I don't, to be honest. You don't? No. Okay, do you want to say who you're rooting for? Well, I'd always want the Patriots to lose. Okay, so Jaguars. Yeah. You, you, but, you but, want the Jaguars but, in the Super Bowl? I just want anyone but the Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't even care who it is, as long as it's not the Patriots. Because then I'm going to have to hear about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Rob Gronkowski for the next two weeks every every freaking year. How many How many years in a row am I going to have to hear that? Well, they've been in the championship game seven years in a row, I think. It's, it's, uh, it's just annoying. I, I'm done with it. I'm fed up with it. Now, we all know where I stand on the Eagles. Clearly, I'm cheering for the Eagles. Of course. What about you? I don't, I don't, I mean, other than the office pool that I'm in, I don't really care. Okay. So, I mean. Okay, so you should cheer for the Eagles just I, to support me and Well, I, I picked the Eagles because they're playing at home. I honestly think both teams are, are relatively equal. Yeah. And the only slight edge is to the Eagles only because it's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and it's an outdoor game and the Vikings right. usually play indoors now. So so yeah, so that's why I picked the Eagles. But really that game's a toss up. Okay. I screenshotted this this week because I wanted to read it exactly out loud because I would never be able to remember it. Mm-hmm. It's this whole Case Keenum Nick Foles connection. <laughs> I didn't know this. there was a connection. Eagles traded Nick Foles to the Rams for Sam Bradford. I remember that. Foles lost his job in St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. Case Keenum took over. In St. Louis? So Case Keen- yeah, Case Keenum replaced Foles oh, okay. at one point. Eagles draft Carson Wentz, and then they trade Bradford to Minnesota. <laughs> Vikings sign Keenum, who replaces Bradford. Right. Foles comes back to Philadelphia, replaces Wentz. And now it's Foles versus Keenum. That's interesting. So that's like uh, we've come full circle. We really have, actually. That's amazing. It would have been amazing. Like in Las Vegas, you can bet pretty much on anything. But I know in England, you can go to these like uh, Ladbrokes or William Hill. Like, you know, these places, Mm -hmm. Paddy Power, like uh, they're like uh, legal sports betting. And you can usually like invent your own thing, and they'll give you what the they'll give you like a line on it. They'll give you a they'll give you a uh, um, you know two to one, four to one. Like they'll give you what the payout is, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you would have went at the beginning of the year and said the last four quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs are going to be Case Keenum, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, and Tom Brady, you would have made a lot of money. That's that is just crazy. It right? is nuts, completely yeah. nuts. Yeah. So you know the only thing for me that as an Eagles fan that really is hopeful is yes, Carson Wentz went down and that should have been the end of the season. 
but the team was resilient and they maintained their home field advantage. You know, they, they made sure even without Wentz that they got that um, home field throughout the playoffs. And now with, with like, you know, I'm not scared of Case Keenum and Blake Portals. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm still like, I'm still have a lot of faith in the Eagles. Good. You should. That's all I have to say about the NFL. I mean, I know we could go on and on and we can dissect all the minutia of last week, you know, but we we can't cuz we have a lot I have a lot of things I want to talk about actually okay. that have nothing to do with football. Um, do you have a what bugs me cuz I have one. Things that bug me? No, I don't have a what bugs me. Well, I guess kind of, but not really. This is more angry. I'm more angry about this. Uh, we're going to have to get our le- lawyers on this as well. Okay. Our legal team. Yeah. You sent me a screenshot this week. I don't even remember what I sent you. TSN is unveiling a new segment oh called my- What's with Ray Ferraro called What's Bugging Ray. We've been doing this for over a year. We unveiled the What's, What Bugs Me segment in um, November 2017. Yes. So over a year ago. And now TSN stealing, trying to steal our bit. I'm not, not cool TSN, not cool at all. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, Ray Ferraro, he's too dry, right? <laughs> what makes the What Bugs Me segment good is that you're funny. Well, you're like, you're like, as one of our listeners once described this to me, um, you're so serious that it's funny. Right, because I'm right? legitimately angry. I know, but like people that don't know you don't understand, are you joking or are you serious? Right. Right. And sometimes I don't know either, <laughs> but, but, um, just to say that, uh, I'm not happy with this, what's bugging Ray segment that they're going to unveil. And I hope it's complete. It's flop. actually, it's already unveiled. They already did it. Well, I'm not watching it. No, I didn't watch it either, but I'm just what saying. What kind of I things are bugging Ray Ferraro? I don't know. Like the offside rule in the NHL or something. I don't even remember what it was. And and this this could have been going on for a while. I just noticed it this week. I don't know well, how I long never, it's been going on. I never saw it before, so and I, I have no intention of watching it. Okay. So that ends I, the what bugs me segment. Well, I mean, this this you could sort of put this under the what's bugging me thing, although it doesn't mm-hmm. really bug me, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it bugs people. Oh. And it's that um the Pittsburgh Pirates have become the Montreal Expos. Oh, like, Whoa. if I'm a Pirates fan, I'm losing it right now. Trading Andrew McCutcheon, trading, was it Garrett Cole? Is that his name? The yeah, pitcher? Yeah, yeah. Like, they've just basically, they're giving everyone away. And they gave up because, you know, I don't think that NL Central is, I mean, look, obviously the Cubs are really good. but And the Cardinals Pirates, are good too. Pirates are competitive. Like, I don't know. I followed this guy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's a Pittsburgh sports guy. Mm-hmm. Started following him because of the Steelers. His name is his Twitter name is Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> is that like and Nelson Sack of Tomatoes? Yeah, yeah. He is livid with the, the Pirates. Like he he's just like telling people like uh, boycott the team and cancel your season tickets. Demand answers from the sales team of the Pirates. He's not in a, not in a good place right now. So well, in fairness to the ticket sales department, they have no say in this. No, but you should you the only way you you as a fan and this goes beyond the pirates. Like the pirates could do whatever they want. I don't care about the pirates. But you as a fan have only one way to speak 
when you are unhappy, and that is with your dollars. Mm-hmm. That is with your wallet. Mm-hmm. By not buying merchandise, by not buying tickets, by not watching, or, you know, like, that's the only way you can voice your displeasure, right? Absolutely. So I have some bad news for you. Yeah. Habs are eliminated. Uh, we'll get to hockey in a minute. <laughs> this is This is worse than that. Oh. Actually, for me, it's really bad. You might not even care. Mm-hmm. But this actually, this could also be under what bugs me. I happen to be doing some research on March Madness, this upcoming tournament in two months. Oh, usually we don't get into March Madness till after the Super Bowl. You're like, you're doing your uh, research ahead well, of time. Well, I, I wanted to know some dates. I wanted to know some venues, you know, so I, yeah. I looked some stuff up. Yeah. And I found out what I was looking for. But I also happened to find out something that I was not expecting to see. So this year, for the first time, the selection show is only going to be on TBS. Oh. Not on CBS, apparently. But that's not going to affect us because TSN will carry it. I don't know if they will. TS, someone will. I, I bet. Well, the selection show. Yeah, I, I, I don't know dicey. if they will. It's dicey. I, I, I have right now hope that like TSN would carry it since they're like carrier of like the March Madness, right? And they're gonna advertise the hell out of it, right? So I'm hoping that they would carry the selection show. But you're right, like like our friend Tony Kornheiser says, it's fifty fifty. It is either they will or they won't. So I don't understand why CBS would do such a thing and and not broadcast it. Not well, you air know it. the answer. It's money. TBS probably paid a they paid a boatload of money to be. Uh, an equal partner in the March Madness with CBS and the NCAA, you know? So anyway, it sucks for us here in Canada. The selection show, I mean, honestly, of anything in sports that you could miss this year, that's the one thing you could miss. No, because I love the selection show. In a half an hour show. later, you're going to know the whole thing anyway. I know, but it's fun to watch the reaction of the players. Yeah, it's that's fun true. as they, uh, they unveil it one team at a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's something I look forward to. I, I set my PVR every year. Okay. That's why I knew it wouldn't bother you as much as it bothered me. <laughs> a couple other things. So Allen Iverson's nickname was The Answer, right? Yes, it was. And that's, I'm assuming, because he's the answer to all the problems. Like, you need you need a three-pointer, he'll do that for you. You need him to drive to the basket, he'll do that for you. Whatever you needed, he was the answer, right? Or or I, I always took it as, like, the Sixers were, like, going nowhere, and then they drafted him, and now he's the answer to their problems, you know? Okay, right. Yeah. So I think we need to bring back that nickname for someone else. Who's that? Jacob De La Rose. <laughs> Wait a minute. Jacob De La Rose, because he's the answer to the Habs questions? Uh, he's the answer to the Habs problem at center. Yeah, sure. Of course he is. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, he was on the number one line at center this week. He was. So clearly a, a, he's a, a the player, answer. A player that, you know, has never scored more than like one or two goals in the NHL, right? Who every time they give him a chance, he has no offensive ability whatsoever. Um, so yeah, if that's the state of the Habs, like, look, I think, okay, we're going to get into the NHL a bit. Yeah, I, I have I, a few I, NHL I just, tidbits. I just joked that the Habs season's over. And the, the problem is, um, someone wrote on Twitter, like, uh, this week, like, are the Habs going to be buyers or sellers, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, obviously they're going to be sellers. The whole problem is, the whole problem with the organization is that everybody in the world knows they should be sellers. Except the organization is not sure. 
And that is the problem. Actually, I think they are sure. They're sure well, that they should be buyers every year. That's the problem. That's the problem. That but they're the going to be too far behind to be buyers, honestly. You ask them, they'll tell you they're not too far behind. Oh, God. I agree with you, but... <sighs> I mean... Because then, if they if they admit that they're sellers, then Bergevin's admitting that he hasn't done a good job, and yeah. then he's next to go. He's next to go, yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't really want to talk about the Habs, because they suck. Um, they're, um, they're very frustrating. Like, it's just, their team's kind of going nowhere. So there's not really much point of talking about them. If we want to talk NHL, you know, let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's talk about the Winnipeg Jets. One yeah. other little tidbit about the Habs. Yeah. And then we can move on. It's only like sure. 30 seconds. So today, tonight, the Canadians are playing the Bruins. Yeah. Just FYI for everyone out there, this will be the third time the Canadians are playing the Bruins in a span of eight days. Yeah, I know. They hadn't played them for the whole year yet. And then all of a sudden, well, the bye week is part of that problem. So anyway, just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So they already, they lost one game in overtime. They lost one game straight out in regulation. And tonight, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I, I didn't even, the Habs beat the Washington last night. I didn't even know they were playing. That's, yeah, they've that's been playing much, a lot of Friday games for some reason. That's how much interest I've lost in, you know, what's going on with the Habs, right? So, sticking with hockey. Yeah. So, I found out something this week that I was stunned to find out. So, you heard that Andrew Cogliano got suspended for two games, right? For yeah. an illegal hit. Yeah, he his streak of consecutive games ended. Right, at 830 or something like that. Yeah. I am stunned that a player... Like Andrew Cogliano, who, by the way, has in his career 352 points in 830 games. Mm. How how has he played 830 consecutive games? How is this not how has this guy not been a healthy scratch like at least a dozen times in his career? I don't get that. <laughs> he is he is he is slightly better than Alish Hemsky, I think, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, well, the only thing is he's durable, so he's he's a body, and they put him in. But yeah, you're right. He's he's not a great player, so you wonder like why, how he he got this streak going. Exactly. But then again, you know who has the record for consecutive games played? Is it still Doug Jarvis? Doug Jarvis at least was like a dominant faceoff man and a defensive center, right? So like he, there's a reason to have him in the game, right? True. But Cogliano doesn't really. He's not like a first liner. He's not. Yeah, I, I get your point there. Yeah. I mean, I he maybe see, I, he maybe he's a good faceoff guy. I don't know. He was he was picked in the first round, twenty fifth overall, back in yeah. two thousand five. I remember so, when he burst on the scene. He was supposed to be this dynamic offensive player with tons of speed, but he's been a good NHL player. But yeah, you're right. The streak, not sure. Now you you could be right. I just googled it, and I think Doug Jarvis still does hold the record with nine hundred and sixty four games. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There you go. Um, I don't think he actually ever missed a, a game in his career, which is very impressive. <laughs> so that's it. He just when the streak ended is when he retired. Yeah, exactly. I wanna I wanted to say something that's NHL related. Okay, go ahead. Uh, very sad news yesterday. I don't know if you heard that Red Fisher passed away. I did hear that actually, and it is very sad. I, I remember reading his his uh, Saturday columns every morning, every Saturday morning when yeah. the newspaper would actually come. This is at a time when I actually read the newspaper. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of American listeners to our show who are probably saying, who is Red Fisher? Um, many Canadian listeners, if you're not in the Montreal area, 
might be asking who is Red Fisher, although he was on Hockey Night in Canada, I think, at a certain point in the 70s, and people sort of know who he is. But this is a man who covered the Montreal Canadiens from 1955 <laughs> until like two years ago or five years ago, right? Yeah. Um, basically, if you've heard of Vin Scully in baseball, this is the equivalent. Although Vin Scully was the play by is the play by play man or was on the radio and television, Red Fisher was a newspaper columnist for the Montreal Star and then the Gazette for you know for most of our lives. Um, it's incredible. I read some stuff on him yesterday. He covered seventeen out of the twenty four Montreal Canadiens Stanley Cup teams. <laughs> That's amazing. Nuts. Um, his first game that he ever covered was the Richard Riot. <laughs> That's like the is, luckiest thing ever. Ridiculous. And um, the tributes I read on Twitter yesterday from every all the hockey, you know, journalism world is just incredible. You know, like the how much, you know, respect this man had among the journalism world. And um, I read uh, the most interesting quote yesterday. I'm going to elaborate on it, but like the gist of it is it was much shorter. But my take on it is like. So we often talk about, like, who's the best? Who's the best at this? Who's the best at that? Who's the best at this? So we say, like, who's the best quarterback ever, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, some people say Tom Brady, right? I say Joe Montana. But there's a debate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Who's the best basketball player in history? We talked about this last year. LeBron now. People are at least LeBron in the conversation. Is he better than Michael Jordan, right? There's there's a debate, right? Uh, Who's the best hockey player of all time? Me and you both agree that it's Gretzky, but right. there are many people that say Mario Lemieux. There's some people that say Bobby Orr. So that's that's also a little bit of the de- debate. But if you say, who is the greatest hockey writer of all time, there is no debate. He is on his own number one, and everyone else is bowing down to him. You know, that's Red Fisher, right? So yeah, those Saturday morning columns in the Gazette were amazing, right? Yes, they were. In yeah. fact, when I was not living in Montreal and before the days of the internet, I'd ask my mom to cut them out and mail them to me. Snail mail. Snail mail. Yes. So you get the Red Fisher columns yes. and, it, it, cl- clipped out of the newspaper and sent to you. Yes. That's amazing. It was great. Oh my God. That's how much yeah. I liked reading them. It's so weird. Like Michael Farber wrote, like, could you imagine like Red Fisher started on the Canadians like in a time where, you know, he probably had to bring his typewriter on the train with him, <laughs> right? He was with the team on the train, traveling by to, from city to city, probably with his typewriter with him on the train. And um, n- now, like, people tweet from games, right? So, <laughs> like, well, like how the league has changed, how the world has changed. You well, know, actually, he probably had stuff. a pad and a pen. A pad and a pen, yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, he 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 goes back to the time where he was like embedded with the team. He traveled with the team on the same train as the players, right? And they talked about how he, the players, had so much trust in him because he he kind of kept their secrets, you know, like they knew that they could trust him because, you know, he wasn't going to start writing about all kinds of stuff that maybe other newspapers and journal and journalists would have. And then the other amazing thing is that uh, you know he's famous for, like, not talking to rookies. Mm-hmm. I read that, right? yes. You know, like, if you're a rookie, like, he would just would not talk to you, you know? Like, earn your stripes, maybe next year I'll talk to you. So there's an interesting story, like, uh, Alain Vigneault was hired as the Canadian's head coach. This is, like, in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And he was in his 30s. He was young, right, Alain Vigneault? 
And uh, so it's during the off season. He calls Red Fisher and he's like, hi, Mr. Fisher, Alain Vigneault, you know, I'm the new coach of the Canadians, as you know. Um, I know you have a policy of not talking to rookies because he was a rookie coach. Because mm-hmm. I know you have a policy of not talking to rookies, but, you know, I'm hope- hoping we can sit down and maybe chat for either for a coffee or lunch or something at some point before the season starts. And Red Fisher just said, I don't think so, and hung up on him. That's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> it's just amazing like some of the stories are just amazing so the other thing is when he started in the 50s and in the 60s and in the 70s and even in the 80s partly like when you would interview a player or coach they'd actually say something yeah now when you interview a player or coach today they don't say anything yeah well there's a there was a clip that i mean if anybody out there actually i'll post it on our website michael farber wrote a eulogy to, to Red Fisher, which I'm pretty sure is in the Gazette and and, and on all online. And it's really long, but really interesting because it chronicles his whole career. So he talks about that very thing, how at, um, at one point in the 90s, he was interviewing Mark Recchi. Mm-hmm. And Recchi was basically just saying like standard athlete talk, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to give 110% and, and it's all cliches. And Red Fisher walked away mumbling like, Mumbling something like, you know, at least give me something, you know, speak honestly. And then, mm-hmm. and Recky chased, chased after him, like half naked in the dressing room <laughs> saying, saying, Red, Red, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> anyways, I'll send you the article. I'll also post it. It's, uh, it's definitely worth reading, uh, the Michael Farber's, uh, eulogy. Okay. I look forward to reading it. So rest in peace, Red Fisher. We'll yes. definitely miss you. It's like, uh, different times have changed, you know, but. You know, there's no substitute for, you know, hard work and dedication and, and, and just being good at what you do, just like really taking pride in what you do, you know, so that's how I'll remember him. Um, I have a couple shout outs. Okay. So, um, but before I do the shout outs, we started something a little bit in December, like subscribe, unsubscribe. Have you subscribed to any new podcasts? Not in 2018. I haven't. No? No. I did subscribe to a new podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, full disclosure, I don't know if I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> I listened. To, I I listened. To, I just subscribed to it because. Um, so you remember uh, Peter Sankoff? Yeah. Okay, so it's a guy that I was like best friends with when I was in grade five, mm-hmm. <laughs> grade six, and uh, you know we we remained friends like into our twenties, but then he moved away. So did you know he's a law professor? I think you mentioned that. Yeah, so he he's he's been a law professor at many universities. He's back in Canada now, in Edmonton, um, and um, he is basically the foremost authority on animal rights in Canada. He knows oh. more about animal law probably than anybody in the world. You know. Okay. So, anyways, he started a podcast with a colleague of his <laughs> called Paw and Order. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is actually funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically Canadian animal law simplified, you know, and, and they discuss issues about animal law. So, I mean, I know this is not the same audience as our show. We're talking about sports, something that's maybe important to us, but like really shouldn't be, you know, with distraction, entertainment, whatever. But uh, if you're interested in animal law, check out the Paw and Order podcast. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I saw that yesterday. I want to shout out to a couple of people. Derek from 
Dollar Days Armo right here, actually on the same street as me here. <laughs> Careful what you Who say. Is... He's probably ironing right now. We don't want him to have a, a mishap. <laughs> we have. I was at a party last night with Derek. We were at the invited to the same get together. He texts me before. Uh, I'm going to read you the text. I'm going to read you the text. He texts me before and he's like, uh, hey, what are you wearing to this shindig tonight? And I said, wow, Derek, very personal question. And I told him <laughs> what I'm wearing. I told him what I'm wearing. And he's like, you think I can get away with jeans? I said, yeah, I think you can. I don't think it's going to be very, very um, uh, formal. And then he writes, okay, and this better not end up on the podcast. Oh, so it just did. It just did. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for listening, Derek. That's it. That's all my shout outs. I have, I have one shout out. Shout out to... Uh an avid listener of our show, Iona Monk in Vancouver. Oh, we've been waiting to shout out Iona for a while. I keep forgetting. Yes. So Iona and her friend Pam have launched their podcast. Oh, I can't wait. What is it? I'm going to, I'm subscribing right now. It's called Relationship Dish. And basically, um, they talk about relationships. Mm -hmm. I think they talk about their own relationships, but they also talk about other people's relationships. I have not been able to listen to the show yet because it's only available on iTunes and I don't have an iPhone. Right. I've got it right here. Relationshipdish.com. I'm going to give this a subscribe. I'll let you know how I feel about it next week. Okay. So about the show, in case you want a little quick synopsis. Yeah. They release every Wednesday and they teach strategies for turning those frustrations into opportunities for connection. Okay. By the way, Iona, she's a registered clinical counselor. She has an MA, Okay. in case you were not aware. It's really, again, not the same subject matter that we talk about, not but still all. a podcast that you might enjoy. Yeah, sounds great. I'm excited about it. Very good. Thanks for bringing that up. All right. Before we sign off, remember you can listen and subscribe to new unarchived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, I always always tell you that I use Overcast, which is a great podcast app. Um, If you listen through Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. Now, I've come to realize that um, we're asking people to subscribe, which is great. But chances are, if they're listening, they may have subscribed already. So um, I'd like to ask everybody who is subscribed to just please tell a friend. Tell everybody who listens, just please tell one friend about the Skip and Josh podcast, how much you like it. And, you know, hopefully we can spread the word, you know, that way. Um, again, we're going to try to do listener mail every week. So if you have anything you want to say to us, skip and Josh show at gmail.com or I'm on Twitter about every 45 seconds at skip and Josh <laughs> or by liking and following our Facebook page and, uh, just go to skip and and you can get all the links to subscribe and how to contact us and everything. Very cool. Thank okay. you. Talk to you next week. All right, have a great week. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.